0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And as we've done in the past, we've got another Activision Blizzard video for you. If you haven't checked out this entire story, we've covered it from every angle imaginable from the very start of the California lawsuit against Activision through the EEOC's settlement, the fight over that. And as part of that story, The intervention by CWA, a labor union, in both helping the employees of Activision Blizzard file a charging document with the National Labor Relations Board, and then later attempting to intervene against the EEOC settlement agreement much, as the state of California has done. In discussing those topics, we called that particular entity a proto-union. And lo, that proto-union now seeks... To have a little bit less proto and a little bit more official in front of that designation now the very last video we did in this timeline you can see big activision blizzard lawsuit update was a discussion of the fact that activision blizzard and bobby kotick last week put out a letter that addressed almost all of the concerns that were expressed by the abk workers alliance or what you might see on social media as a better abk And I left that video saying, I wonder what they're going to do next, because that's going to determine the course of events that follow from that letter and what Activision has decided to do. And in fact, we can go to the tweets on October 28th from A Better ABK and see the following. While today was a huge win for us, we remain vigilant and continue to push for other industry practices that need to change. We still stand firm by our demand that the investigation must be done, by an unbiased third party of which Wilmer Hale is not one. And they don't address the fact that the EEOC will be doing this internal discussion as well as the third-party law firm. We continue to push for light to be shed on other industry practices like crunch, which can be especially harmful to the health of game devs and especially the health of disabled and chronically ill game devs. So they're adding a little bit to their list. Not that crunch wasn't always something to be interested in if you are an employee of Activision or anywhere else in the gaming industry, But the list itself from when these charges came out against Activision and a better ABK started moving with the CWA, with the labor charges, et cetera, et cetera, is being expanded here. We continue to give our unwavering support for our colleagues across the industry who are also pushing for change. A better Ubisoft still has demands that are not being met. Together, we will be the change. And so that was really the response you saw from that letter from Activision last week. But you also started to see something else. I hadn't looked at this particular Twitter thread for a long time. You see that they've started retweeting a lot of union news outside the video game industry, inside the video game industry, certainly from CWA, which appears to be backing up this particular group. And you can see it throughout this thread. If you go and you can scroll down this, I will link this user, better ABK, to the description to this video so that you can check it out yourself. But it then came as no surprise, really, that over the weekend, Better ABK started escalating things. How did they do that? Well, they did it with the following tweet. Bobby Kotick, given your visible stance to bettering ABK and the working conditions within for the benefit of your employees, are you prepared to voluntarily recognize a union formed by those workers so that they can hold you accountable to your commitments. Now that's a lot. Here is essentially where the rubber hits the road for everything that we have seen from a better ABK, from CWA outside of the lawsuits themselves, the investigations, everything on a government level that Activision Blizzard is dealing with right now. You have a formal request made over the weekend for Bobby Kotick to recognize voluntarily a union. Now there's a couple of things wrong here or at least a little bit lacking in detail i don't necessarily blame a better abk for that twitter is that kind of beast you've got a limited number of characters you can't always say everything that you want to say in just a tweet like this but this is pinned this is clearly to be a newsmaking item for them and then earlier today we saw them double down on that the activision blizzard earnings call is tomorrow do you think Bobby Kotick will answer our call to voluntarily recognize a union before then? Only time will tell. And there's a lot of magic words here. We're definitely going to talk about what it means to voluntarily recognize a union versus to not voluntarily recognize a union and why, at the end of the day, however you feel about labor unions, one way or the other, I can tell you the answer to this question is no. No which makes this something of a publicity stunt. You're doing it before the earnings call at Activision in order to draw attention to the fact that this isn't going to happen before that time period. There's nothing wrong with that, especially if you're in the business of trying to get a union formed at your shop. But it does make this conversation a little bit less informed than it might otherwise be. Why is that? Well, we can look at the actual National Labor Relations Act to understand why. First, We've looked at this section before, but in general, employees have the right to self-organize. Here in the act, it says, employees shall have the right to self-organization, to form, join, or assist labor organizations, to bargain collectively through representatives of their own choosing, and to engage in other concerted activities for the purpose of collective bargaining or other mutual aid or protection. That's the big right that this particular act bestowed at a federal level on all employers In the United States, with some exceptions around the edges. Now that's the right, but it's also important to understand the second half of this because there's a concern on the other side, and that's for the folks that don't want to be involved in a union. Continuing this sentence, because lawyers love long sentences, it continues with, and shall, those employees shall also have the right to refrain from any or all of such activities, except to the extent that such right may be affected by an agreement requiring membership in a labor organization as a condition of employment as authorized under the act itself. So it says you have the right to do these things, to organize, to to assist labor organizations, to bargain collectively. But it importantly also says you have the right to not do that if you don't want to. That's why you see news articles about votes, about folks at plants around the country deciding whether or not they wanna be represented by a labor organization, by a union. And that comes to the fore when you actually look at what the exclusive representative section of the National Labor Relations Act says. It says representatives designated or selected for the purposes of collective bargaining by who? The majority of the employees in a union appropriate for such purposes shall be the exclusive representatives of all the employees in such unit for the purposes of collective bargaining in respect to rates of pay, wages, hours of employment, or other conditions of employment. So when you go and you recognize a union, that union becomes the exclusive negotiator of these things for that quote unquote bargaining unit, the employees in particular that that labor organization is covering. It's a big deal. And if you don't want to be in a union, it's a big deal if your employer just decides that you're going to be in a union from now on. And there's right to work laws. And there's all sorts of various things in different states that cover exactly how that relationship is going to work. But the point is, it's a big deal. So when you see a better ABK or any other union in any other capacity, say, voluntarily recognize us, you need to understand that the behind the scenes there is that effectively the employer can't voluntarily recognize anyone unless they believe that this organization is representing at least a majority of the employees at their place of work. And that in and of itself becomes a whole bunch of questions. Because the National Labor Relations Act divides things up, not just by employer, but by where they're operating, what they're doing. You can have different labor organizations in the same employment block. And so if you're Activision, if you're Bobby Kotick, before you can recognize anything, you have to come to an understanding that this actually is the will of a majority of your employees. And frankly, I haven't seen any public acknowledgement of that whatsoever. I haven't seen anything behind the scenes that suggests they've collected a majority of even signed cards that would suggest that a voluntary union can be recognized, whether that would just be in California at one specific place of work or elsewhere. So you've got this kind of union push. And again, this isn't about unionization in and of itself. I've commented in my videos. I've talked to folks in Question Time and elsewhere who've asked me about unions. I think unions can be great in certain circumstances. I think unions can be really terrible, much like any other institution on earth, corporations included. And so I think it's up to the employees that are going to be affected, that are actually going to be represented by these groups to make that determination. And if you can't go and tell Activision that you can represent a majority, you've got a problem. Activision effectively can't Accept it. How does the National Labor Relations Board actually describe all this? Your right to form a union, not represented by a union, but want to be? If a majority of workers want to form a union, they can select a union in one of two ways. If at least 30% of workers sign cards or a petition saying they want a union, the National Labor Relations Board will conduct an election. If a majority of those who vote choose the union, the board will certify the union as your representative for collective bargaining. And an election is not the only way a union can become your representative. Your employer may voluntarily recognize a union based on evidence, typically signed union authorization cards that a majority of employees want it to represent them. Once a union has been certified or recognized, the employer is required to bargain over your terms and conditions of employment with your union representative and special rules apply in the construction industry, which although they make wonderful digital things is not actually what the National Labor Relations Board is talking about with respect to making Call of Duty or other software programs. So you see, there's two main avenues here, but almost all of the time, it's going to fall in the first category. Now, you might think that's because corporations are evil and they're just going to ignore the fact that you deliver all these cards to them that suggest that a majority want to vote for the union. That might be. Some corporations are evil, no doubt there. But there are legitimate concerns about peer pressure, about signing cards so that you Have your union representatives or the CWA folks or whoever go away or because you just are interested in an election. You could sign a card saying, hey, I want to have an election here and let's see exactly what my colleagues want to do with this work environment. Sign the card, yes. Maybe vote no. Maybe vote yes. We don't know. Secret ballots in America are something that are pretty highly thought of as keeping In mind exactly what everybody has as an intent rather than just having someone sign cards and pro offer them to the employer itself. The other thing here is Bobby Kotick may or may not be the right person to address this to. He's the CEO, he's the highest officer at the company. But the National Labor Relations Act actually requires the employer to recognize Activision Blizzard, who is who actually has to do this, not Bobby Kotick individually. So it might take an action of the board. It's unclear exactly what it might take at the company in question. So you've got a better ABK here showing its colors, saying, hey, we want a union. We're going to talk about crunch now. We're going to talk about all other sorts of issues that have faced the video game industry. Nothing wrong with that. Go get it if that's what the people at Activision want to do. But as for voluntary recognition, there's a hundred reasons why Activision Blizzard won't grant it, starting with the fact that we haven't seen any evidence that a majority wants this and that's what the National Labor Relations Act is most concerned with that employees have the right to organize but also have the right to not do so and you've seen this fought about through a series of rulemaking authorities that the National Labor Relations Board has gone through over the last 14 or so years I've highlighted it here under the title Voluntary Recognition Bar and I'm going to read it to you but then I'm hopefully going to be able to explain it because it's a little bit technical it says the amendment which has been approved, returns to the rule of Dana DanaCorp for voluntary recognition under Section 9A of the Act to bar a subsequent representation petition and for a post-recognition collective bargaining agreement to have contract bar effect, unit employees must receive notice that voluntary recognition has been granted and are given a 45-day open period within which to file an election petition. So I know a lot of legalese there. It's not the greatest explanation. But to back this up a step, The National Labor Relations Board, others, lawsuits, have been so concerned with voluntary recognition as a concept that they've had a series of rules that bar or don't bar elections after the fact. So when Dana Corp happens, there is a rule in place at the time that says, well, if you voluntarily recognize a union and then you negotiate a collectively bargained agreement with them, then... That union is effectively barred from having to deal with a re-election or withdrawal of authority for at least the period of the agreement, which I believe is three or four years at that point in time, which means if an employer wanted to work with a labor union or just didn't care whether a majority was actually reached, you could lock in union status at a given employer for a long time that would affect people that didn't necessarily want the union. So the National Labor Relations Board went through these lawsuits, dealt with these kinds of things. And in 2007, they set up this rule that said, no, no, you're going to have, I think at that point in time, it was 30 days to challenge it. That if there's a voluntary recognition, but you as an employee of that employer don't believe that a majority actually wanted this union to take effect, you can actually ask for an election within a certain window and have that election happen. In 2020 here, in this article that I'm reading, the rule was set at 45 days and that notice has to be given. So if Activision Blizzard were to recognize the union, as of today, if they were to say, yeah, better ABK. You've got a great point. We think it's a majority. We're going to recognize your union. They would still, as of right now, have to give a notice to their employees. And those employees could ask to have essentially an election. They could get their own petition going and say, hey, we don't want to be unionized. That might serve as some sort of protection if Activision Blizzard wanted to do it. But it really means at the end of the day, that you need to be darn sure that a majority want that union if you don't want to get caught in a legal morass with all of this stuff. And a better ABK knows this. Or if they don't, CWA, which is clearly backing them, knows this. This is a method to go and get covered in the Kotakus and the Polygons and the IGNs and the GameSpots of the world to talk about the fact that if Activision Blizzard did become unionized, it would be one of the biggest news stories in video gaming, maybe in its history that that would be a very substantial change in the way these companies operate, certainly in the United States. So they call out this, they call it out before the earnings call, which we were just talking about, and they know nothing's going to happen before then. They might not even believe that Bobby Kotick has the authority to do anything on his own say-so on this question, but they want to raise the conversation, and I don't really begrudge them that but certainly it's a more complicated topic and we can see now exactly how they decided to respond to the letter. Yes, we got a win. We think we could get more. And by the way, I think it's time to actually form this as an official union. Whether or not that'll happen, we'll have to see, but stay tuned in virtual legality to find out. If you enjoy this stuff, if you enjoy these topics, you think you get value from this channel, please consider supporting us on Patreon. We've got other ways to support it down below. Or otherwise, just subscribing, ringing bells, upvoting, downvoting, leaving comments. Let me know how you feel about this union push from a better ABK or whether or not you think the employees at Activision should go for it or should not go for it or how the rest of the video game industry should react to this kind of thing.